0: I would put it on the butt. You can put pick the
1: pickles. You can put pick-
0: pickles in the pickles. You can the pickles in there. You can put the pickles in there. Come on. Pickle chicken sandwich. Take it away, John Friggit Smith. Welcome to the rabbit hole. How did we end up on that rabbit hole? Where all you knew is wrong. <laughs> and rules are just suggestions. I like the pipe. Made up as we go along. Shut up, Court. Fuck you. You are just in time. And we that we are the J and T baggers. <laughs> I don't even I don't know if I was actually passing that to you, but the I way I, the the way yeah, way yeah, I said it again was just one of those like it's I, open for interpretation. I didn't,
1: I didn't have anything to do with language <laughs> on there. I went body language. When you did your hands twice in like a chopping motion, it was like, okay, I'm jumping in. I don't, like I don't know what to do here. <laughs>
0: Well, it's been a while. We have no excuses, but we also didn't hear anybody demanding like, hey, where the fuck's the new episode? I, it just specifically says every Monday. That means I expect an episode every Monday. I didn't hear that once. So. Yeah, we're not recording. Fuck you. Yeah, we don't have to worry <laughs> about your any, opinions if you're not any.
1: sitting there begging for us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if there's more of a demand, maybe we'd be better on the supply.
1: I'm worried about what my penis looks like when my significant other begs for it.
0: And speaking of penises, we have a late review. Some movies, some, and some are great, but our reviews are always late.
1: Late reviews with
0: the boys from Just In Time. That's I, a, well, I almost want to say leave that in. If that came the, through the, the pause is more just for the the intro the the late review intro you've heard it haven't you corn hadn't oh God it's <laughs> about penises no it's not but yeah this uh yeah the, this we didn't do a we didn't do one for season one, so I guess it's it's kind of an all-encompassing or at least for the first two seasons of the Mandalorian. Dun dun
1: dun! Fuck!
0: Now, before we get into that, we do want to thank Mr. Smith. That's John freaking Smith to you, Buster, for his beautiful song "Yours to Keep" from the album "Songs of the Great Collapse." I don't know why I put such a weird pause in there. I'm doing no, like that a was William Shatner singing. I don't know what's going on
1: with it Until you like branched off. <laughs> That's why I didn't even try to jump in. I'm like, no, he's. This is good. <laughs> you can check
0: out that album for free at johnfrickinsmith.com. Or, you know, just by looking in the, the show notes, description, whatever you want to call it. There is a link there. Click it. Or tick it. it it'll make sense if you think about it later. Listen listen to the album. Maybe it'll make more sense. <laughs> but yes. So, uh, last time we reviewed any kind of Star Wars, anything was uh, Rise of Skywalker. We sat here, Corn, and I sat here and spoiled it for Rook just before he went. And it was very disappointing spoilerization. I don't know about like you being disappointed about it being spoiled, not no, that I so mean, much. It, it was more the revelations, though, riled you up a bit. I know, I know. You still, you were still going to see it. it did, there was no deterring, deterring that one and shit. You still have to see it. You had to see it for yourself. But
1: there was still shit I was pissed off at at the end of it. But it just. Is what it is. I didn't hate it as much as much like as almost everyone did, but that's because I went with my kid, so it has that like sentimental attachment. Mm. Outside of that, yeah, that am Kid
0: fucking. doesn't know shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me Freddy <laughs> Prince you. <laughs> the, the point, the only point I was making it was just the last time we talked Star Wars really on here. Well, the last time we talked Star Wars, I guess technically would have been Knights uh, of the Hairy Cigar few weeks after the uh, that one. Because, and that was one of those, we were so pissed off at that, that we had to go to an old, old Star Wars property to get some joy. Now, that was before I had actually checked out The Mandalorian. I don't know. I think you had already watched it and shit, but luckily it didn't spoil anything for me. And after finally twisting my arm to use your damn Disney Plus password, that was the first thing I went to. Okay, the first thing I went to was goddamn Lion King
1: it was what we were talking about in the car where yeah, like the very the-
0: first thing you do on disney is you you revisit your childhood for a split second because because they're all there they're all there especially for 90s kids they're all there all oh. all those beautiful movies that we loved all those animations that were coming out during that disney renaissance and shit
1: i forced layla to watch all the 90s and 2000s christmas movies from disney
0: nice it's a little mean but
1: after a while, she dug did it. Did you wait? Did
0: you actually make her watch the one that we reviewed? Fucking, yeah, uh, the ultimate Christmas yeah. present. <laughs> did she like it?
1: When Corn first said that, I instantly popped it on for her. I was like, <laughs> "Watch this." <laughs> but uh, she she was cool with it. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's entertainment, and that's in the sense of like it it keeps your brain going while you're watching it. I don't think it's like the like you know when you're thinking about like a concert or anything, but. Just the sense of, okay, cool, it's on, it's Christmas, there's a lot of shit like that. Hallmark makes a fucking fortune on it.
0: Yeah. So does Netflix. Yep. But, uh, so, Mandalorian, expectations weren't overly high going into it, like when I went to go and watch season one, only because the sequel trilogy, what Disney had already put out up to that point, wasn't that impressive. <laughs> It all looks beautiful, yes, because it's got high budget. But, like I said, the expectations weren't <coughs> overly high because, who knows? And a Star Wars live-action TV show. I mean, anytime you talk live-action TV show, especially when it's, like, involving something sci-fi or superhero, you get a bit of a CW effect sometimes. You, or there is the fear of that. You know what I mean? It get not just the CW effect, but Cyborg from Smallville CW effect. Just cheese 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 and this right away aesthetically let you know that it was not going to be cheese all right away beautiful landscapes and fucking backgrounds and whatnot said the settings themselves already were fucking amazing him walking through the double door set the whole fucking tone space western that's all i needed to see i can bring you in warm i can bring you in cold
1: Dude, within the first, like, ten minutes, he chops a fucking guy in half with a door.
0: Yeah. And then freezes a guy in carbonite. So right away, I was, like, into it. Like, just like, holy fuck, that was badass. And the 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 uh the Beskar element already had tied it in, made it tie into Clone Wars and fucking Rebels. We should have known back then. But I, you know, didn't. But they were... They were really bringing in as many aspects as they could from the their animated shows that Dave Filoni fucking had so beautifully curated back in the day and still has been. So that, yeah, that the the interest was already up as soon as I started that episode, the 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 baby Yoda thing was all I had seen in the memes. Luckily, nobody had spoiled any of the cool stuff that ended up taking place in that that first season. Gina Carano is fucking awesome. I've loved her in damn her sure everything. Check out our episode, Bloody Wet Flip Flops. I don't often suggest solo episodes of mine, but that was one of the few movies I actually fucking uh, enjoyed doing a review for was fucking uh, In the Blood. She was the star. Her boyfriend got kidnapped, and she had to go taken on fucking a bunch of Latins. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> And there was one death on that movie that I would have been perfectly okay with. I can say it involves a zip line and her interrogating a guy by squeezing him between her thighs. Of course she breaks his neck and kills him, but like I'd probably be okay with that just to be within sniffing distance. <laughs> but um I've digressed. <laughs> She, but she plays a badass character, Cara Dune or whatever, and fucking, I, I think that's what I like. The, uh, I remember one of the things that's been a complaint, I guess, about it is that it feels a bit video gamey, a bit side questy, the episode by episode. But, uh, I don't know about you, but Star Wars is always made for awesome video games, so adapting that style of story isn't the worst thing in the world to me, and it's still better than how Rise of Skywalker did it.
1: Well, I think people forget that, you know, for the longest time, TV wasn't set up as a full storyline for seasons. No. It was like, okay, well, fuck it. We're going to have 13, 14 seasons of this show, but it's going to kind of be like just a well, to compare it to something nowadays, is like <coughs> fucking Archer and adult animation and shit like that, where it's just individual shows.
0: It's not it's made episodic for- instead of serialized. Boom! There you go. That's a <coughs> fancy way of saying it. And I think that's what I love is that <coughs> even when uh, even when it feels a bit side quest, you're like, okay, I'm going to this planet. Especially with the second season, there's a couple episodes there where it's like, all right, that was a short ass episode. He went to a planet, met a person, and did one little task. End of episode. But they're all. It's all building to a grand finale. And that first season built up to an awesome finale. That also uh, like solved mysteries too. It, it, that first season I didn't expect to see his face. I didn't either. And because I I kept true, I binged that first season that first day, pretty much that I got on your Disney account. Like it was just like, all right, I'm here to do a mission. We were talking, we were joking earlier, like that it's like almost like a tax write off situation where I'm like, okay, I have to do it for podcast purposes. and so
1: i bench watched all of cobra kai
0: (laughs) and while i was watching that first season i avoided looking up who looking up the cast i didn't want to see pedro pascal's face until he showed it on the show and then afterwards as soon as i start texting you guys like okay i need to see some pedro pascal shit narcos bitch (laughs) yeah Fucking three weeks later. All right, guys. I've watched all five seasons of Narcos and Narcos Mexico, respectively, together. Um,
1: I've seen enough.
0: I love Pedro Pascal, man. Not enough to watch Wonder Woman eighty four, but but enough to watch Mandalorian and really enjoy it more. I I just wanted to see the guy acting with you know without the helmet and shit. But the fact that you got to see his face in the first season and learn his name too, so it would make it funnier that people just kept calling him Mando. It's not like he gave his name away to everyone though, but and because the way his name is spelled, man, jarn that jarn is like a Django spelling. You know, I love anything with DJ in it. I'm, I'm, an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's that phrase again. Did you hear it? What on? No, the butt. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. the butt. Yes, <laughs> but um i sorry, it's just fucking, that shit was Dude
1: the... I like the fact that he wasn't really For droid Droids I, yes. through That situation, cause how everyone in, If you think about it, everyone in Star Wars They don't have one, but they're like They're not haters of them
0: Yeah, there, there's a uh, Well, the first Star Wars, there's that bar The Cantina or whatever They went into a uh... Oh yeah, he didn't like R2 Oh, well, you straight up leave your droids outside. We don't serve their kind. So there's always been that that build up of uh a weird uh, hatred. And his was his was less like just full on racism and more just like I almost got killed by a droid as a child. So uh yeah, I don't really trust him. And that over arc that arc throughout the thing where he trusts IG eleven more and more. Like he'd already had to trust him a little bit and team up with him in that What was it? The second episode? Yeah. The first episode when they're. the first one. Yeah. When when they they were
1: locating the child.
0: Yeah. And of course, yeah, he blasted at the end, but fucking he at least worked. He at least knew how to work side by side with him. But by the end of the season, he's crying under that damn helmet because IG-11 kills himself or, you know, I mean, sacrifices himself and shit for the baby. And yeah, dude, he becomes a nursing droid out of
1: nowhere and just starts fucking shit.
0: Up. I love that goddamn scene when Is he it? fucking comes in on the speeder bike and just Des <laughs> and Troy on everybody.
1: If you harm that child, I,
0: does he actually say I will kill you? I don't. I don't remember exactly what. It, I just like, know he said. I think he just said, "Protect the child" or some shit like that. Like it was one of those like awesome. No harm will come to this baby.
1: I will protect the child.
0: Yeah, it, it, fucking, that that whole, and the way they did it, too, with him, I have no living thing has seen my, no living person or thing or whatever has seen my face since I was a child. I am not a living thing. You got me there. i like that, just, you know, a, a good excuse to at least give us a brief glimpse of the face underneath, mostly because I wanted to make sure it was actually a dude, because it, I mean, it could have been a chick, Captain Phasma style or something, but no, 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 it was a dude. He had a mustache and shit, just a let you know, but it, it, I don't know, that whole fucking the, him bonding with the kid and shit, that, that you kind of expect, and that, you know what I mean, the, the predictable elements, much like with Cobra Kai, honestly, the predictable elements aren't infuriating because they're kind of what you already, that's what you would want to see, so it feels more natural flowing and shit. Like of course he has to bond with this little fucker. I didn't think they were gonna. I didn't think there was gonna be a force sensitivity to him though. Because before going in, all all I had seen was that it was a baby. You know what I mean? A baby Yoda species thing. Didn't didn't even think that it would. I, I assumed you know you can see other species and they're not you know doing shit. Yeah, there's he, other humans. That, yeah, know, he fucking lifts the mud horn up shit. and shit and fucking uh. The when he fucking pushes all the flames back and shit at the fucking stormtroopers and shit towards the, at the I think that was the final episode or at least right before it. It's cool though. And the Carl Weathers is also awesome. I love that they couldn't keep him as just a bad guy or anything.
1: They're trying for a second. <laughs> yeah, and they're like,
0: fuck it. He's they're great, like, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's too likable, dude. dude you can't just try to Apollo Creed attitude him again because we grew to... Anyone who watched Rocky grew to love Apollo Creed, too. Like, they all... Even that first movie showed his side of it. Oh, that's he wasn't, how Creed came out. Yeah, he wasn't just a cocky <laughs> douche. He fucking... he. That character wasn't just a cocky athlete. He was a fucking uh, sports marketing genius, pretty much. He knew how to fucking promote a fight. But... And the the show goddamn knew how to promote itself, pretty much. Just by making quality content it, that's all it really took was to Make see good it. shit shit happens and that's the thing with the they they unlike what the sequel trilogy was trying to do with all these twists and turns and you know what I mean non-committals to fucking shock value things like the whole killing Chewbacca and then oh but but there's another ship, and he was on that one we didn't we didn't mean it we didn't mean it it's not only has the balls a stick to its guns or to its blasters. uh uh,
1: see what he did there
0: uh see (laughs) but it also by it it stripped away a lot of that bullshit a lot of that extra bullshit that people try to throw in as fluff for stories and it took it down to a regular fucking a, a more simplified story which star wars was never the most complicated story in the world it was always just an amalgamation or whatever of all that i don't even think that's a word what i just said but but dude it sounds smart and it sounds like i'm gonna use that word somewhere eventually but all the like basic hero tropes went into like luke's story and shit you know what i mean even anakin's story yes there were twists and some twists and turns but not really you knew palpatine was gonna be the emperor the whole time watching the prequel trilogy although as a kid first time watching it i didn't actually put it together on phantom menace it wasn't until fucking uh the attack end of the yeah the end of attack of the clones i'm like wait those guys got the same exact goddamn face oh son of a bitch you got me you got me okay he's the emperor in disguise okay i see where you're going to your timelines make sense now <laughs> star wars made me that that's what made prequel type shit make sense to me as a kid though was watching the star wars prequels and like okay that's that's obi-wan that's how they had to start off phantom menace be mindful of your feelings, Obi-Wan. Okay, I know exactly where we are. The enemy's gate is down. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> but yeah, the fucking uh what was it? When they're on that uh that uh that forest type planet or whatever too in the first season and he, he you know, he almost pretty much falls in love with that fucking native chick and shit. Almost stays. Yeah. Almost t- lets her take off his helmet. Which I don't mean that in a nasty way either. I just realized, just like, I'll let you take off my helmet, baby, anytime. All right, all right. Sorry. I like she's going <laughs> to rip your dickhead off. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Like, it's going to be a well, hard It's Star Wars. Maybe she's actually not a human, but like some kind of changed, like, shapeshifter species and shit. Where were they, those exist in Star Wars. Remember, Att- we were just talking Attack of the Clones. What did they call it? A changer. I think that's all. <laughs> She's a changer or some shit like that. Changeling, I don't know. I think it was Changeling. But seeing the, like those people come together, the village or whatever, <coughs> and take down the fucking... What's it, the A-T-S-T or whatever? <coughs> it was awesome. That's
1: when he gets fucking...
0: And the red the eyes thing back. of it at night, too. That, that, like, when it was coming, that was fucking... Beautiful. They looked fucking like they had. I forgot they had to piss him off to get him to chase after him in that. And you just saw the windows lights fucking. (laughs) And again, Gina Carano. Awesome. Yeah. I I fucking. She she didn't have to grow on me. She was instant with that one. The, The tattoo on the face, too. You know how many people have probably already gotten that? And the fact that that tattoo got us backstory in the second season, too. That is even more awesome. But yeah, first season, honestly, I fucking <coughs> if I, I I don't know. Well, we don't really rate shit like nine out of ten and shit, but I would probably say about nine nine about nine out of ten. That first season was, oh, John Carlo Esposito, our our black villain, the ultimate TV villain. Let's be real. He yeah, did. he set the stage fucking with Breaking Bad and. He doesn't mind being typecast for that because he knows. He know he is so intimidating.
1: He really is for being like
0: someone who doesn't like
1: look like he's gonna beat you up or
0: anything. Like he, I feel like he could say anything and it would scare the fuck out of me. Like just like you're at your own birthday party and shit, blow out the candles. Why do you want me to blow out the candles? What are these exploding candles that explode when you blow he them always out? Looks like Dave Chappelle's Prince. Yeah. But but he's so serious and shit It's scary And it's weird cause I've seen I remember seeing that guy on like uh, Do the right thing and shit He's been in movies for a long time He's been in a few Spike Lee joints Actually I know for sure he was on Malcolm X Dude that's No that guy's fucking creepy Cause he's like
1: oh, Anything that Yep anything
0: was like, He oh. played uh, Muhammad Ali's dad too On uh, Ali on, well, You know the one there's a there's a new thing coming out with someone playing Ollie. I saw a commercial for I don't know who or I don't know what it's on, but...
1: Will Smith should be his dad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, fucking, yeah, that first season I was blown away and instantly wanted more. Seeing fucking Homeboy with the, uh, the, the emphasis they put on the Beskar and shit and the whole this is the way. At first it's fucking awesome until you watch the second season and then it's like Okay, so is that like some cult shit? Like they're all, this is the way. We have no names. Project mayhem.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, cause the, the hell, well, second season, they run into some pretty
0: fucking awesome. The second season seemed like they were just like, Okay, we gave you a bunch of original characters. Right? First or okay, in the first season, they gave you a bunch of original characters. A shit ton. All pretty much the whole show. Little guy. Yeah. Second season, they were just like, okay, this is Star Wars, and we have some things in the back pocket. So, first episode, Boba Fett, crate Dragon. Let's talk crate Dragons for a second. Dude, okay. So,
1: if you don't know what a crate Dragon is, apparently, this was on KOTOR. It's bigger it than yeah. a fucking Sarlacc. It Ooh, eats fucking, the Sarlaccs. Yeah.
0: Which... Apparently, I guess that's their hint at saying that's part of how Boba escaped. I guess is that uh, yeah. so the crate dragon ate the Sarlacc, and somehow Oliphant. he got out. Yeah, yeah. But that, that was awesome seeing Timothy Olyphant in Boba Fett's armor, like Dude, knowing that he wasn't Boba in, Fett. I was like, "What the? That's fuck not is Boba. Cool? He's too yeah. tall and lanky." Yeah, like Boba Fett does not look like Boba. Short and tight, man.
1: This makes no sense at all.
0: <laughs> how can you fly? Yeah. <laughs> and it looked so. I loved how it was all rusted and janky and shit to them, the armor and shit. But seeing that, that crate dragon, I was also, I was, I was still satisfied with it just because they approached it similar to how the video games and shit, almost, almost dead on, but attracted with, with a banter. Everyone. Yeah. And that's what I like too, is that they they made it. They still managed to find an unpredictable aspect to it. Because at first I'm like, okay, if I see a cave, oh, an abandoned sarlacc pit, son of a bitch, that's a goddamn cave. Don't try to t- tell me it's something else. It's a cave.
1: Sarlacc pit's bottom. Yeah, they come out like a fucking worm. Did they not pay attention?
0: <laughs> but it was. It, but it, yeah, it was awesome. He goes inside the goddamn dragon, blows it up, and fucking. The goddamn Tusken Raiders get the, that pearl. I, I have had this question. The the pearl, I remember distinctly on Knights of the Old Republic, that pearl was be able to be used in your lightsaber as like a power-up. I don't
1: know why it was a bowling ball.
0: It was a goddamn bowling ball. It was a beach ball. Yeah. It, it was big as
1: shit. Unless you like shatter it and use a shard or something, like how Marvel does their shit. Well, but, since
0: they do use crystals, I I guess I can I can
1: But no, they had the whole pearl. It looked like the whole it was a whole pearl. The whole fucking yeah. pearl. No, it, it it was a dead on, it was a pearl, like an oyster pearl. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And, but even thinking back to that, you had a whole pearl that was only this fucking big.
0: Out of a goddamn dragon. Yeah. So I guess it makes more sense for it to be giant.
1: And especially how massive they fucking made that. Yeah, they thing. did
0: make it fucking way huge. But the I did notice the horn pattern was very similar to how it was done on the video game and like in like well, the pictures from the novels I had seen.
1: Shit, they had you fucking they had that little sand person lead the yeah. fucking band there and that was my favorite part of that whole episode <laughs> outside of Timothy Oliphant being in the
0: episode was him running away. Yeah, him running away.
1: In. Fucking. Oh, I can't think. I just said the fu- fucking name of it, but yeah. Great dragon. No, uh, the Banta. Uh, fucking Banta's sitting there nailed to the floor and he picks off the little sand person <laughs> and both of them instantly <laughs> just like, oh, oh we're going to need a different plan.
0: Yep. Yeah. <coughs> and you just knew if they were bringing in Boba Pet's armor, it- they had to bring him in
1: at some point you have to because it's like and okay. that was awesome
0: that they they didn't waste too much time on it they the end of that episode you at least saw him seeing things happen in front of him and shit scarred and deformed but still being played by Tamura morrison who that has to be some of the most weird shit to be able to play like basically two generations of a character and shit with, with the same guy that's fucking awesome clones man yeah clones I, I i did love that his uh god damn it his introduction or not his introduction but when he gets the the uh the armor back i know that episode that it's uh, i'm skipping a little bit ahead from the beginning of the season but that episode fucking robert rodriguez did a goddamn fantastic job giving us boba fett action because we did not get that in the old trilogy
1: Dude, <laughs> okay, he died so, like a
0: little bitch. That's that's always been the running that point,
1: joke. At you watch so much like badassery from *The Mandalorian*, from fucking Din, and then that that happens, and you're like,
0: okay, whoa, there's he other knows aliens. how to use this on another fucking level. He had the knee, sh- the fucking knee rockets or whatever, or the knee gun shit, and the way he used the fucking rocket and blew blows up one ship, has it crash into another. That was fucking awesome. I was trying to describe that to Corn too. I was like, dude, they brought Boba Fett back, even like, like I'm sitting there trying to sell it to Corn, just like, dude, they're they're digging, they're not digging deep like in like a trying too hard type of way. They're digging deep in like a, we know you want to see this, bitch, and they're fucking right. I'm a good little piggy, bitch. I want to see it. But the second episode was I've, okay. The second episode I remember was like your least favorite. Because that was a uh, frog lady and the giant spiders.
1: Oh, uh, dude! I, I mean,
0: it, it's just because the giant. I knew, I remember that you saying just it's sci-fi though. That was my only response. Yeah, that that's is.
1: the thing about that situation with having an episode like because that was one of the few that was two. I mean, the usually the season finale is like two or the intro or something, but that was one of the few times in in there that back-to-back episodes. Like, not full episodes. They ditched that bitch in the first five minutes on the second one. Yeah. But I didn't get mad at the frog situation. I got mad at people complaining on the internet about the frog situation. About him
0: eating the eggs. Yeah, dude. Unfertilized eggs.
1: So it's a situation where it's like, no, it's cute. It's a little fucking monster creature that we don't really know about.
0: How How many Americans can sit there and say they don't have a little porker fucking kid? That snacks on the goddamn ho-hos the way that baby was fucking hitting them damn eggs.
1: Even though you say not to.
0: Yeah, you tell them no and they sneak it off. I have, I have seen children running through in the, running through houses in the night. I know it sounds creepy saying it like that, but I've seen it when they're fucking going and fucking trying to sneak snacks and shit. You're just like, dude, if you're hungry, just say you're fucking hungry. What are you doing? Fucking creep. It's a nine. <laughs> you're just fucking sneaking through the dark. <laughs> it's dude. funny, too, because they trip yeah
1: because they're trying so hard (laughs) and their feet aren't going too high at all it's just like they're trying to quick tiptoe I've done it I was there I did it I tripped all the fucking time on carpet Uh, (laughs) what are you doing nothing why do I hear a rapper (laughs) exactly put the twinkie back Okay, every everyone that's ever been, like, watching a kid or in those situations, like, hell with me, with Layla for the first time, I found out she was sneaking food. <laughs> like, dude, I told her the same thing. I was like, if you're that hungry, like, let me know. Like, there's a difference between just overeating and you're actually really hungry and want to eat food. Yeah, I was like, so if you're hungry, dude, I'll get you a snack. I'll make you what you want. Like, you don't have to worry about running with it, but it does piss <laughs> you off because you're like you find it it pisses you off because you find the incident where you see it and then you're like fuck okay they've been doing this where's their fucking stash yep every kid under the bed because they're like my parents are gonna clean this far underneath my bed bullshit every once in a while we get bored wait why am I speaking to children they're not listening (laughs) anyways fucking so it's a situation where like dude I went under there there was a whole mess of shit I was like what the hell is this I was like, you're not even finishing it. At least if you're going to sneak it, finish it.
0: (laughs) Come on. Yeah, so... But, yeah, the giant spider thing was the big... was more... Mm, It's sci-fi. At least they got it out of the way. I'm glad. They shouldn't... You probably won't see it much more. Even KOTOR had a version of giant spider.
1: That was my problem, is I've seen too many giant spider situations from... Of course,
0: they're always going to have it in movies. Sci-fi in space, especially. Like, if you... It's one of those I think it's just easy to an easy thing to draw on is just like you go to a planet that you've never been to before giant spiders yeah the your worst fear on earth but times a thousand yeah dude size and uh, uh, numbers in general just times a thousand I
1: I just feel like fuck even in video games they have it you go <coughs> like any anywhere that ha- has like a main boss of a level <laughs> Yeah, or a main boss
0: of yeah. There's always an the episode. They've been every even like Ninja Gaiden. There's some form of giant spider. For fucking
1: Harry Potter.
0: Fucking Lord of the
1: Rings. See, <laughs> so it was like okay. Uh, at at a certain point, you're like, uh, well, you know, End even of- though I hated that part it's one of those they still got down with the spiders like that's a scary ass situation they were crawling yeah, like crazy
0: and when that big one fucking when they were about to take off and that big one came and just like nope dropped right down onto the ship and fucking was holding it down that yeah that was a bit scary i'm, I'm trying to, to them.
1: think of what game like you would shoot something and these little spider creatures would come up and they would explode on you if they landed on you
0: oh that sounds horrible
1: yeah, but it was kind of like the same situation with the ice spiders, the little little ones. Yeah, and you'd have to shoot them down. They would pop out of. I think it was zombies or something like that. Would pop out of a zombie. and
0: I be. actually thought uh it Evil? If they really wanted to like have that, because either way, they were the baby was going to learn a lesson from eating the eggs. Which is another thing that sometimes people on the internet forget is that uh, characters, especially on TV shows, they can develop. They learn lessons. And that's exactly what happened in that next episode. You, saw, you know what I mean? He saw the little froggy come out of it, Ah! All excited and shit. Not even trying to eat him. But, um... Shit, I forgot what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was just, just, like, my least types. favorite episode. But there wasn't so much, like, bad in it. There was oh, ex-
0: that's what I was going to say. When he ate one of the spiders, the baby, I thought there was going to be... I thought they were going to go the angle of that spider being poisonous and the baby fucking him needing to find a doctor for the baby pretty much to fucking yeah I'm kind of tripped out about that nothing happened he's eating frogs and spiders and shit and none of them affect him that baby's strong in the forest or just knows what's safe to eat and what's not because I wouldn't have been just eating some random mystery meat on any goddamn random planet like that well I mean they did say he's 50 yeah but I mean, he he still gets entertained by the knob on a goddamn shifter hey, it's and shiny. shit. <laughs> but uh,
1: he's a fifty-year-old man child. He has like that Benjamin Button shit going on.
0: But uh, for me, that the season really, really got going in that third episode in season two when um, he goes to that water planet. I don't remember the name of it, but um, the- gets rescued. Him and the baby get rescued by Bo Katan and some more Mandalorians.
1: Now for the people obviously I don't know if you're not if you if don't have you know, watched
0: clone wars and rebels cuz I I only recognized the red hair more than the name itself after
1: the first season you find out a mandalorian is more of a race than people at this point until now this episode where you're like
0: oh shit there's real mandalorians that's a they take race. off their helmets they don't go off of that same creed or whatever that he goes off of, and
1: not bounty hunters.
0: Bo Katan, being I didn't know this that Katie Sackhoff did the voice for Bo Katan uh, in the anim- in Clone Wars and Rebels. So basically, spent has spent the last decade given providing the voice for the character, only to come on the Mandalorian and bring the character to live action. That is some full circle shit. And I was watching one of the things, like uh, the behind the scenes things, and like she even said that Dave Filoni joked with her when she first started on Clone Wars that one day that was going to be live action. And all of a sudden, there she is, suiting up in the armor. Fucking well done. She and they're fucking they're the action with those Mandalorians. Like seeing Din out a place and shit, filling out a place when they went to fucking uh, steal that ship or whatever. Like you could tell he couldn't quite keep up with them. They were, He saw what a unit looked like. Pretty much him times three. Yeah. Saw what it looked like to see a real team just fucking... Because that was smoother than the, all the Mandalorians trying to do an endgame thing at the end of the first season. That was a, They were smooth. That was a fucking heist. Done well. And the fact that they got that guy from Sons of Anarchy too. Fucking... Yeah, you Ron know. Perlman? Yeah, no. Ron Perlman. No, the... Uh, oh, shit, that's a whole different... That thing. Irish guy. Uh, Chips? Nah, nah. The one that kidnapped the baby. Oh. Ironic, huh? That he goes on to... Yeah, but... <laughs> saves the baby. But yeah, the uh, fucking... It, it was awesome seeing that scene. Seeing him having to see, like, some real Mandalorians and fucking... And just how fucking really accurate they made her look compared to the fucking her cartoon counterpart and shit. Very nice.
1: So the only difference, did she have like fucking white like around her neck on?
0: I don't think so. All I remember is the like the owl design or whatever on the front or on the helmet. But that that was still just awesome to see that there too. I'm forgetting what happens in the fourth episode because that wasn't the Ahsoka one. Was that
1: the one with uh, Bill Burr?
0: No, that one. That one was later. That was right before the final one. Ah. Oh. Because, uh, oh, that was when he went. Uh, he went back to see Carl Weathers and fucking, uh, fucking Homegirl and Gina Carano, and they went and had to blow up that fucking that Imperial base or whatever on their planet.
1: Or. Done fucking jams
0: yeah no that was that's, that's that was yeah the that's later episode. fuck
1: goddamn yeah that was when, when the that blue fucking... guy
0: from the first episode when they had it when he was basically carl weathers bitch it was like <laughs> drive us there you will if you want some more years back pretty much yeah that that was a bit of a that was a forgettable episode i'm not gonna lie that one was pretty forgettable they went blew up a fucking base and got away cool. but it was leading to that. It was just because bo in the third episode told him to, to seek out Ahsoka Tano. So, of course, they had to deprive us one more episode. Give us that, third, that next one. Let it be kind of forgettable. And then probably my favorite, at least up until the final episode, was Ahsoka's introduction. That was her episode.
1: That the From the very beginning That it started shit was with her awesome
0: With her beef My ninja Michael Bean Which that that was the one I was texting in the group chat Fucking uh, Johnny Ringo Awesome Beskar Spear Which that was awesome She <laughs> it, it, Rosario Dawson I was I've been excited for that The whole time That was the only thing That I had heard Behind the scenes wise Before like Help, probably this time last year and shit. They announced it pretty early on that they had cast her to play that part. And right away, I was just like excited to see that. And they didn't disappoint. Her action was fucking amazing. That Forest scene, she was a fucking ghost assassin. She chopped a dude through a goddamn tree, threw the stump with the force at another dude, all just to walk up to the gate and be all calm and shit, too. Uh, that was fucking awesome. She,
1: she was mastering <laughs> the light side. She kicked, t- she kicked their ass with silent positivity, and confidence.
0: And then fucking Mandu arrives. Fucking, you know, you see people are being oppressed and whatnot. Fucking, uh, he goes. Uh, he accepts. Uh, he, I remember uh, like they, they asked him to go kill her pretty much, and he never actually said he would do it. He just fucking asked where she was. And then of course he finds her. A quick little fight between them and shit. And then they fucking. Uh, you find out the goddamn baby's name. Which I didn't think they were going to do. I didn't think we were ever going to find out a name for that little fucker. Grogu. I think I like that it's a very underwhelming type of name. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I'm kind of happy they didn't go with anything else with a
0: y. i was th- uh, someone had brought that up to you. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Like, there's not like a there shouldn't have to be a rule for that. I I don't want to see that all the time. If they
1: didn't do Yitol anything- or
0: something, Yeet! Oh my God, yeetle That would have been perfect for all the memes he's already in. <laughs> he's he hey, ye- Yeet the baby. No, no, he's the baby, and his name is Yeet. You don't actually don't Yeet the baby. Yeah, finding out that he, not only that, but that he was actually, he's a survivor, pretty much. He survived goddamn Anakin killing younglings. Somehow someone kept him safe and hidden. And he's seen the rise and fall of the Empire. See, I don't
1: have a huge confidence that the person that hid him was Luke. Or Yoda,
0: well, okay, Luke couldn't have done it because during he wasn't he was he was being yeah. born as Anakin was killing younglings, or he was almost yeah, born he, yeah he so, was still in the womb actually. So
1: obviously, I don't think it's you know him.
0: <laughs> That's uh, my, my theory is Jar Jar. Jar Jar was a hero, and he died saving Grogu.
1: I could believe that or even Yandel, cuz she falls off Yaddle, the map or, or yeah or whatever she fall, she straight falls off the map after the first one
0: Well in the in the expanded universe she died saving Anakin on during the Clone Wars or actually I think before the Clone Wars they were doing some mission on some planet and some bomb was about to go off and she like pretty much absorbed it all and sacrificed herself hmm I think we're gonna find out. Yoda, that's Yoda's love child, though. I really do
1: believe that one because it's Yoda like a, and Yaddle's love child. How do you have any other of when nine hundred years old
0: you are? You can get tail from bitches that don't have as long a lifespan as your species, and they die, and then you just keep on going on. Think about it: that if Yoda was just slinging human pussy all the time. He could get married like 70 times. Especially if he kills a couple of them himself. Doesn't let him live to old age and shit.
1: He needs the dark side Mm -hmm. somewhat.
0: All things balanced, right? uh, So it was so good. Not only was it badass that she was able to get the name out of the baby and give us a little backstory on that. But also she... You know she, her and her and Din work together to take down these fuckers, and I liked how even the final fight was hers, not his. He just gets a little standoff on the outside with fucking Johnny Ringo. I I can't let go of it now. Like that, why didn't Mando say say when? That would have been perfect. He doesn't have. Obviously, you can't say I'll be your huckleberry in, in Star Wars. That that just doesn't work.
1: I mean, it's a space western.
0: Yeah, but it was that would take it. That would take away the immersion a bit too much. But you can say, say when, say when. Uh, it was cool that that conversation was going on while they're just while the chicks are in the fucking on the other side of the wall, just battling it out with a spear versus lightsabers. That was awesome. It, the, the samurai esthetic there, the, the Kurosawa kirasawa fucking style. That was awesome. That's that, that's the kind of shit George Lucas was all about with his fucking. That's
1: how you have the Western out front where you can hear yeah. what's going on in the background. And in the background, boom,
0: samurai fight. And the fact that uh, after she wins her fight, <coughs> 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 she drops, she drops a name. You remember that, the name she drops? She asked for the location of a specific person. A specific just admiral. A grand admiral named Thrawn. Best blue guy in all of Star Wars. He's the real Dabba Dee Dabba Die. Emphasis <laughs> on Die. I want to see that meme now. <laughs> but, uh, so that was awesome. Obviously she refuses to train the baby even though he's been looking for a Jedi this whole time to train the baby. Of course she can't just take the baby cuz you can't <laughs> The whole time I'm like he, he he can't let the baby go with any Jedi and shit. That's his his surrogate son and shit. So of course in the next episode the fucking imperial guys take the goddamn baby with them dark troopers. Which okay the baby meditating on the little scene stone was the funniest shit I've seen in a while. I don't know why, but it just made me laugh. Seeing like, I think, cause the bulge in the eyes when the eyes are closed too. Just like he looked like he was st- stoned, <laughs> and he had a force field around him too. That how many times uh, did uh, did Mando have to go to that damn try to reach through that force field before he got annoyed? It was the second time that got got me pissed off. Like, alright, after that, stop trying, dude. It's not gonna let you through. <laughs> Gets blown back. But that was also the episode where Bobo kicks the fucking shit out of a bunch of stormtroopers. I Have love that. Them by too. Hand. <laughs> I love that. Seeing him fucking breaking their armor and shit with that goddamn gaffy stick thing. I only know that from KOTOR. Sand people.
1: That show was badass though, because he was fucking people up. Yeah. He Even hit one dude in the chest. That pretty, I'm pretty sure he died.
0: Apparently, from uh, from what I saw, that the style of fighting that he was doing with that stick and shit was uh suggested by the actor Tamara Morrison wanted to fucking do that like uh I think he's like Samoan or something like that. You know what I mean? One of those fucking weird like uh, an islander. Yeah, but like a New Zealand Islander and shit. There's a lot of those. Like Taika Waititi. Yeah. yeah. But like fucking, uh yeah, so that was like like some tribal shit he was doing and shit. Like a tribal dance he was integrating into the fight style.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That That's badass that he was that into it. Like, it's been almost 20 years since I've fucking played Django Fett. You already made me disgrace the old, original Boba Fett by putting my voice over his. Now you want me to come back again as old Boba. Yes, I'm in. Fuck yeah, Boba's back.
1: Well, hell, I'm pretty sure you even did uh, some of the video games, too.
0: Everybody wanted Boba back. That I remember the Bounty Hunter game on uh, PS2. And that was, that was Django though, I think, too. They were capitalizing on that Attack of the Clones era. But that was fucking... It, it was badass to see Boba not only kick ass, like, in that with the stick and shit, but then when he gets the armor back on... Oh, my God.
1: It's a whole other level.
0: Like, fucking... My God. The, uh, that was actually... That particular scene was what I had seen on... A, there was, like, a behind-the-scenes thing where Robert Rodriguez, like, had his kids act out that scene when Boba first gets the armor back on and he's fucking sneaking up behind the stormtrooper. His kids were doing that at his in his backyard and shit. He's using toys as stormtroopers, showing him getting knocked down by the blasters and shit. Like he had he had that vision for Boba's return with the armor back on fucking before they before he stepped on set. That's awesome. Like they like before any of that shit happened. Like boom. No, I know exactly how I'm gonna do it. That guitar playing Latin motherfucker. <laughs> Weird ass son of a bitch. I'm going to make Machete. Be a killer. And then I'm going to go make another Spy Kids style movie.
1: Oh, and Spy Kids are coming back out.
0: Yeah, he already brought back Lava Girl from fucking uh, that Netflix movie.
1: Oh. Maybe that's what it is.
0: That is what it is. I think uh, yeah. Pedro Pascal is also involved. Which that's awesome there too. But yeah, seeing Boba Fett kick ass, and we already talked about him using the rocket launcher and blowing up the ship and making it crash into another ship, that was fucking awesome. Like that whole, that whole scene, and the fact that he even that uh, they brought back Fennec Shan or whatever too. The uh, fucking the I I was gonna say the Asian chick, but no, we can say it. The Asian chick, the the dangerous bounty hunter from the fucking first season. Who we didn't really get any, we didn't get enough of her, even though I kind of liked her style on the first one, on the, was that on Tatooine when fucking, they were trying to, when they captured her or whatever. That was kind of cool too. She had fucking, she had robot guts.
1: That shit was crazy.
0: Yeah, that that was, that was, that was Sky owed him
1: a life debt and you're like, what the fuck? And then boom. And you're like, oh, what the shit? Well,
0: she got. She did get shot and left for dead. Which
1: makes me question how much of Boba Fett's actually. They did they show any of him being fucking
0: robotic? Droid? No. But apparently he knows how to do it because he was able to save her.
1: Because I mean that might be also something they can go down as well. If he saved her with it, how the hell did he learn it? Oh yeah, he got eaten by something. Maybe
0: yeah. That that's uh. Yeah, that's a weird fucking thought. <laughs> but they, but they just showed him all scarred up, like maybe stomach acid burns and shit. So maybe, maybe the armor kept him better protected than you know they give credit for. Because he did have his armor on, so that you know, I'm hoping that's what that was what protected him. Uh, that's what I'm assume, assuming. Assuming. Ming Na Wen, that's the actress that played. Asians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it just felt wrong seeing the Asian like that for some reason. Yeah. Fucking, uh, yeah. Okay, I did get the character name right at least Fennec Shand. But yeah, she was a badass. And it was cool seeing her come back fighting with Boba, killing stormtroopers, not missing. But they took that goddamn baby. And I love how when he went and told Gina Carano at the end of that episode, I need you to help me break out Bill Burr. I I am not I'm not doing that. I just I just got this position. I can't do that. They have the baby. That was a terminator look. Dun, 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 dun. Somebody's gonna die, mama bear look.
1: Did That dude, that's fucking papa bear like mama bear, I can't handle this shit. Help me out.
0: Oh my god. It it is it smoky in here? A yeah. little bit. <laughs> but that uh the jailbreak episode, first off, they didn't have to really, they didn't have to break him out of jail, so it was more just like the beginning of just no, nah, you're going with her. I love how scared he was too, just like uh at least tell me where you're taking me. And fucking Boba comes out like, Wow, oh, I thought you were someone else. Ah! <laughs> but I I loved the the conversation that was going on because the Mando has to break his rule, fucking his big rule and shit. He has to take off his helmet and put on a goddamn stormtrooper helmet to go undercover, pretty much. Because of course, I love how they had an excuse for everyone else to not be able to do that one. Of course, they would They might recognize Boba Fett's face. That's fair. <laughs> And the other two were wanted in some form or another. Also fair. Bilber is the only one that had fucking credentials, basically. Or at least a usable face for the Empire. That was cool. I like that guy, too. That fucking old guy that pissed off Bilbur and shit. He played it just, like, just evil enough and just happy enough to be evil. Also, he's on Three from Hell and a couple other Rob Zombie movies. So he's, like, certified, like killer already
1: you're talking about the guy that fucking Bill Burr shot
0: yeah just because I saw the best meme ever with that one it just showed him sitting it, it was that scene him sitting at the table with that douchebag smile on his face and the caption said I, I dip my pizza in ketchup <laughs> and then just showed Bill Burr just looking at him and then that was good enough for me how dare you <laughs>
1: I know people. <laughs> that is a weird thing.
0: But I like the uh that as they're driving, that that was cool too, when they were driving to the thing, they had the explosive shit. Fucking Mando has to go out and fight those dudes on the fucking top of the shit. He tries to use the fucking stormtrooper armor like it's his best car and finds out how breakable that shit is. Which is cool because he was still kicking ass. Even after he'd fucking worn out fucking kicking all that ass and looks up sees like five six more of those fucking things full of people coming he just stands there and fucking knuckles up just like all right here we go again and they gave us the first something i've never seen in star wars a moment of triumph when tie fighters show up and start blasting folk that was the weird fucking way they presented it but like cool as fuck the way they did that too Just like, oh, yeah, I mean, they are still military, so you can still show some kind of, you can still at least respect that they're soldiers and most of them aren't, you know what I mean? Aren't as dedicated to the evil parts as fucking, as that guy, (laughs) Mr. Pizza Ketchup, (laughs) now as I'm calling him. But I like that too, though, that when they got in there and shit, fucking Dan had to make that choice. Do I do I abandon the mission, abort the mission because Bill Burr doesn't want to be recognized? Or do I go in and take off that goddamn helmet? And that was fucking awesome. He took off the helmet, showing that uh, showed that the character was willing to go fucking anywhere to save that kid. Already, like okay, there's certain principles that aren't going to be coming into play here because they have a baby and I need to get that baby. Takes off his helmet, and instantly, you see the discomfort.
1: I love that part. Pedro Pascal did a great job. with. I don't like this. Like, you could see all over his face, like, this is fucking weird. Why are you guys,
0: why? Why is everyone looking at me? You know what it reminded me of almost? Uh, uh, Grandma's boy. Remember when the fucking guy with the trench coat, he's hiding in the corner? (laughs) He's like, JP, I can see you. You're fucking weird. He just <laughs> walks away and the dude fucking, how can he see me? That's what I pictured with Pedro Pascal. Just like, how can they see my face? <laughs> or like Rorschach almost, but more contained. Give me back my face. <laughs> like, dude, and hats off to him. Because
1: in that moment, I even felt this like. This what do you say? Like, hey, dude, put your fucking helmet back on. Like, no, just this is weird. Yeah. They're not allowed to see you.
0: It it was fucking, yeah, it was very well played. I like how it was foreshadowed, too, in the fucking tank where Bill Bird saying, like, you know, everybody's got their beliefs until, you know, until they're pushed, pretty much, and that said it perfectly. And the fact that he even learned it, too, that his character got that serious moment of, like, well, you know, this guy's families probably didn't appreciate that that much. All for the greater good of the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. I love that, too. There was a meme of, like, one of the the, the first stormtrooper to get shot after that old guy gets shot. It's like, dude, I was just trying to enjoy my lunch. Like, <laughs> I just walked in on this. Obviously, everybody gets shot. Bill Bird does the noble thing and blows up the whole goddamn base. Which was cool, because the whole time they had the. the they had fucking. The, the the ladies With their fucking sniper guns and shit Shooting stormtroopers And helping out Boba Fett comes and picks him up It was a fucking team effort It was nice
1: That's how you run a unit No one died that day
0: Except all them goddamn stormtroopers Fuck yeah And the evil side of Bill Burr I really hope to see him come back Cause he was awesome It was awesome seeing him just in Star Wars in the first season Even though he had that weird shoulder gun thing I didn't like it that. reminded me of Men in Black 2, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah,
1: and I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> like it at all. I mean, it came in handy, but I didn't like it.
0: It was, it was weird. It was weird. But I liked the, that episode, too. I I forgot about that Prison Break episode, because that was the real Prison Break episode. And he fucking locked everybody up, got fucking sweet revenge, and tried to save the innocent fucking Republic guy. And then just left the home Beacon or whatever on the fucking... I forgot about that. The guy, for the, another Sons of Anarchy actor, Bobby. That was weird too. Seeing like, yeah, the X-wings come up and just blow up that guy's whole fucking operation. <laughs> just, <sighs> but yeah, that was fucking awesome. Seeing, but bringing Bill Burr back. But I, I didn't realize how much I wanted to see him back in there until they actually got him in.
1: Well, to me, since
0: the, the only way they can really... You notice the old schoolness of these... uh,
1: Yeah, I did, dude. I was sitting there like... <laughs> okay, there's either some weird mechanism going on where this is, you put a stem in here that just stays the whole uh, way, or it's the crutch ones.
0: Yeah, these, these papers could be the kicker on replacements, man. They're wiry.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's punny.
0: <laughs> but then... But that Bill Burr awesome episode was just the one before a grand finale. It wasn't just a season finale. It was a grand season finale. Like that was. Okay, let's start from somewhat beginning. Boba and Boba and Din go in fucking. They go to get goddamn Bo-Katan involved pretty much. And she gets the same mama bear look too. When he says they have the kid and she fucking gets that same mama bear look like who the who the fuck do you think bitch the empire Gideon the dude you're after who has your dark saber they made sure to emphasize that too she wanted that dark saber she wanted to be the one to fight him and kill him (laughs) so they take a shuttle yeah they yeah they took a shuttle right got onto that ship this big uh, i think they called it a light cruiser or something like that and uh they had the they have a whole platoon of dark troopers those goddamn big old terminator things you didn't even get to see them fight anything on the 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 first time you saw them in the show either they just came took the baby and left very iron man esque too with their rocket feet but yeah you get an awesome awesome scene with the uh, The four ladies, man. Where where did the dude go? That is my question. Because remember when we Um, first saw Bo Katan, she had the wrestler. She had Sasha Banks. That's I'm pretty sure that's her name. And there was some dude.
1: Kind of looked possibly white or Asian.
0: Yeah. But then next time you see him, it's just the two ladies. Convenient, so that you could have an all woman team up. Because you got the two Mando chicks. Got fucking Gina Carano, and you got fucking Fennec Shan. That's a multi multi racial all lady gathering too. You got like a little bit of everything. I don't know what Gina Carano is. I'm assuming Italian or something. You you got all kind. Of, you've got Latin blackness and fucking Asianness.
1: You got everything,
0: and you got a butt white. I love that butt white kitty sack off though. Goddamn, she could. I, I'm not gonna make any jokes about the last name. That's just too easy. Okay, <laughs> there's such thing as a low hanging fruit, and sometimes I don't. My fat does my fat ass look like I eat fruit at all? Exactly. Although I'd be the lazy one to get the low hanging one. Anyway, badass fucking infiltration scene with those four chicks. That's what. That's when you get the awesome gun jam scene. Too, with Gina Carano fucking slamming oh. the gun on the ground and then fucking. <laughs> and yes, I, I felt like a child just now doing that. <laughs> but fuck you. It's Star Wars and it's supposed to bring out the kid in you, goddamn it And that fucking episode did. Because they were kicking ass. And then Den's on his way trying to go solo. Trying to sneak around and find the baby. And one goddamn dark trooper gets out before he could close the door. After well, he did hit the button though, huh? And it yeah, did. he hit the button. It opened they... the airlock, and when that happened, I'm like, okay, well, that's not really a triumph, is it? They got rocket feet, and they're not humans. Like unless they unless they have the icing problem, like the first Iron Man, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be okay. But uh, but he had to fight that one. That thing was fucking him up, dude. Without it was hurting him.
1: fucking him up bad. <laughs>
0: But that showed how strong that goddamn Beskar really is, too. Because the helmet did not get a single dent. But, I mean, okay, even if the helmet isn't getting fucking cracked or bent or anything like that, your head getting... The NFL has proven your head getting knocked around that much is still going to fucking hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, okay. So,
1: just go back a few episodes and that whole... Or, actually, the episode before, the uncomfortable face situation. Yeah, no, that's because he had... He's fucked up in the head from He's got concussions. concussions. Yeah,
0: because the helmet was always made of pure Beskar, huh?
1: Yeah, because even in the beginning, <coughs> the beginning that was the only thing he had that was Beskar.
0: Yeah. So that was fucking. That was awesome though too, because he had to bust out the spear because he tried everything else, including the fucking the whistling things or whatever.
1: And it just pinked off him, kind of yeah. like fucking Iron Man.
0: It was awesome. Yeah, you had to fucking stab it like pretty much in the throat, damn near. I mean, it's a robot, so you can do whatever you want to it. Star Wars loophole. Dude, they figured it out in the prequels. The
1: the throat, that shit was awesome.
0: Yeah. And then the fucking uh, fucking John Carlo Esposito, man. Moff Gideon. Standing there with the darksaber. Holding the baby at Dark Saber point, he looked like he was gonna try to cut the little hairs off his head with it. The way he was like waving, waving it over, yeah. Forward. And of course, you knew. It, he, oh yeah, you can just go ahead and take him. I just want the Dark Saber. Bullshit. Obviously, there's gonna be a betrayal, but that was that was an awesome little fight there too. I wasn't expecting anything too big because it's an old guy still, kind of. But still, a nice little fight. Obviously, Din wins, because he's got that spear. I did notice the Darksaber was heating up that spear quite a bit, though. Yeah, dude, same with that,
1: his armor.
0: Yeah, because that didn't happen when uh, when Ahsoka was fighting that chick, and she had the spear. And she was slamming all of Wasn't that it. Wasn't it
1: happening to his armor, though, when he was fighting her?
0: I don't know. I just know she was pinging off of it and shit. I think, uh, I think the, the Darksaber might be a hotter... Like a harder blade or whatever than a regular standard saber,
1: Hence but of the course, blackness.
0: after he defeats him, he's walking in triumphantly with the dark saber in one hand and the baby in the other. And Bo-Katan instantly has that look on her face, like the disappointed look on her face. What are you doing? You you can't you, you, Why do you have? And this motherfucker. <coughs> was just enjoying the fuck out of it dude oh no she can't give you the dark you can't give her the dark saber she has to win it in battle she has to kill you ha 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 this is gonna be interesting he was so happy with his evilness and of course all the goddamn dark troopers come running back in flying back in and they do the lamest attempt at opening the door I mean, Qui-Gon looked like he was wasting a bit of time when he was trying to lightsaber through the double doors and shit, the blast doors on the first. Like spinning it and yeah. everything. But these fuckers stood there and just punching it. But then the most awesome thing, uh, the it wasn't just that it was awesome. It was because it was the last thing. Like, I know everybody had that theory because it was just like, okay, how many Jedi are around right now after the Empire has fallen? Grogu could be reaching out to but nobody thought they were actually going to have the balls to do it to show this one X-Wing and that's what th- I didn't want to get the hopes up watching it either I won't lie they, oh great one X-Wing no 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 that, nothing, we've seen X-Wings already through this they're pretty much the cops in this fucking shit New Republic cops but uh A black hooded figure comes out of that X-wing. It's fucking shit up when he gets off of that elevator with a green lightsaber and a black gloved hand.
1: I love how they show it through like a security camera. I did like that. (laughs) (laughs) They show it
0: caught on camera. The legend has appeared. I loved how they did that. They built it up. The music was fucking. The music let you know something special was going on here. And I mean, by then, that black gloved hand holding the green lightsaber was all the giveaway you needed. I love how they kept his face hidden and just like, no, just enjoy the action. Enjoy the moment and enjoy who, you know, just walked into this motherfucker as he easily slices and dices through these fucking, which kind of makes me think, though, that if Din Djarin already had that dark saber in his hand. Like, he probably would have at least been able to hold his own for a little bit with the Darksaber and the Veskar
1: Spear. Dude, they should have did that. Fucking one side, one side. Oh, my God. He would be like a fucking Spartan.
0: Yeah. But but also, this this wasn't about him. This moment was about this son of a bitch that just, again, slicing and dicing through these darks, dark troopers, pushing them back with the force and then when he gets to the the final one these things that have been giving him so much terminator trouble yes say it he clenches his fist
1: and it crumbles
0: oh and again they're robots so it's you don't have to feel bad to see something getting just crushed in like that
1: and then just tossed down he was garbage
0: open the door djinjarn yells what are you crazy We don't know who that is. Open that door. And in that moment. I laughed a little. Because he takes off his hood. And you could see. There's some deep fakeness going on. It's a TV show. Yes, it's Disney. And it's fucking big budget. Yes. But it's still a TV show. And this was also filmed and shit. During COVID situations. So I can I can very easily forgive how weird his face kind of looked because the in that moment, I, honestly, he might not have even looked that funny because my eyes were fucking welling up, dude. <laughs> I was fucking, I was, I was into it, dude. That one fucking, that Indian tear came out a little bit, just like, dude, they really brought back fucking, they really brought Luke into it and decided to show him as a hero instead of just a green milk sucking douche. I saw a meme that showed fucking, uh, from a karate kid, the first karate kid, fucking Danny going up to Mr. Miyagi. He's like, can you teach me about karate? And Mr. Miyagi just says, no, I want to die and I want to be alone. And it just rolls credits as written and directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> so seeing Luke do this, and of course he's there because of the baby. Yeah, the, the whole time that—that's who's watching the security tape is the baby. Grogu knows what's going on. He's smiling. My God,
1: he even makes a little weird noises.
0: Yeah, Woo. and his uh, his Luke guarantees to Din that he's gonna guard, he'll protect that baby with his life.
1: That's but where my tear came in.
0: When the baby looked at him, he's like, he doesn't want to go with you. Luke tells him he's he's waiting for your permission. Oh. Then he picks up the baby. Tells him not to be afraid. And the baby touches his mask. Or his helmet. And without even without a moment's notice. He takes off that helmet. The first time. All those adventures together, and the baby never even accidentally saw his face. I want he, he had already taken off the helmet. He had already proven that he was willing to take off the helmet just to, just to get to the baby and save him. In that moment, all those all those principles that he had before gone. This living baby is gonna see my face. You will know who saved your life, you little fucker. You owe me. Recognize that when I come for your lunch money later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was a fucking sentimental moment. That whole fucking. And then, ju- and then as if you weren't already fucking. And just in case you hadn't already started tearing up. Just in case you weren't already fucking like all up in your feels. Your nerdy feels puts the baby down and up comes rolling motherfucking R2D2
1: Looks like he scans him real quick and likes him
0: Yeah He's beeping back and forth with him The baby's looking at him tilting his head back and forth like a curious puppy smiling at him That was, that little moment right there between those two was just like dude that Remember when we did the the Cobra Kai and we were talking about that is how you do respect with like any kind of a reboot or anything property like that. The old and the new generation can be hand in hand. There can be a passing of the torch in a way. That right there. Grogu meeting (laughs) R2D2.
1: Yeah, little thing, little thing.
0: It was fucking awesome. Well, the, the memes, too. Last time fucking uh, in that, in timeline wise, last time R2 saw a, a speed, something of that species, he got smacked with a stick by Yoda on Dagobah. <laughs> that, yeah, I too many memes, man. This time I was able to actually keep up with them as they were coming out through the se- as the season was being released and shit. The best one I saw was fucking uh, Luke walks in. I'm looking for somebody. And baby, uh, baby Grogu hiding behind a chair, looking. Found someone you have. Not this shit again. <laughs> Beautiful. That, uh, yeah, and then of course the baby puts his arms up. Luke picks him up. That was goodbye. Now I do got to mention there. Moff Gideon, he didn't get. He didn't get to kill himself like he was about to but before he put turning the gun on himself he took shots at fucking bo and her companion and I swear to god one of those shots got through at bo as she as Luke was coming through the door they're all kind of you know what I mean inching closer cause they all still had their guns up but she was limping I haven't seen it mentioned by any YouTuber. Nobody seems to, to want to mention Nobody's mentioning it. I don't know if anybody noticed it. But I watched it just on two watches. I saw it both times. She's limping. She might She might not die in the next you know, season. But there's that possibility. Oh yeah, there's a post credit, huh? That's not that exciting. But Boba Fett. Goes into Jabba's palace and kills that Bib Fortuna, I think his name is. Oh, God.
1: You have too much fucking knowledge of Star Wars at this point.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did it all for the podcast, if you you could believe it.
1: I don't. Not at all.
0: No, I honestly, my Star Wars knowledge before we started podcasting was not as vast as it is becoming. I am starting to absorb a lot more knowledge that I do not need <laughs> 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 But yeah, season 2 ended on such a fucking high note And we know there's going to be the book of Boba Fett And Ahsoka's getting her own show And there's a thousand other fucking goddamn Disney Plus shows About to be coming out for Star Wars alone
1: Dude, well, I want to see it happen is flashbacks since they have Hayden Christensen on board for Obi-Wan flashbacks with Ahsoka
0: that would be awesome
1: like during her show like oh this was my master talking to someone or I don't
0: know. yeah holocron <clears throat> footage and shit it can make it work they can really make it work we have Mandalorian at least up to this point seasons 1 and 2 i fucking if I if I was given a nine out of ten for season one, then probably ten out of ten just for the emotional gut punch that they threw into the fucking that final episode of season two. Because again, yes, Luke was an easy one to theorize that Grogu was talking to when he was meditating on that Seeing Stone, but I never thought they would actually bring Luke in. Not that either. soon, if they were if. If they were going to contact, I didn't think they would end the season with Luke Skywalker lightsabering a bunch. If I wasn't, if it wasn't so emotional, I would have been cheering well, standing and cheering. But it was also one of those like, dude, I can't believe they're actually pulling this off. And he's kicking ass. The music set the tone, too. It wasn't action music that was playing while Luke was lightsabering those droids down. It was like inspirational fucking slow music they knew that they were that they were creating a moment a historical moment honestly and I think even 10 years from now people will look back and be like dude that was one of the turning points for Star Wars after Disney bottom man they were starting to lose a lot of the fan base but one beautiful scene of Luke Skywalker Skywalker kicking ass and rescuing a baby. Chef's kiss. Is everything perfect about it? Of course not. Nothing's perfect. You know, you, you ever watched a show or a movie that you thought was just absolutely completely perfect? Wouldn't change a goddamn thing ever? No. But. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything. Exactly. exactly. But still, the, it knows what Star Wars is. Dave Filoni and John Favreau know that Star Wars is supposed to be fun. Star Wars isn't supposed to look like our world now, which I think is the problem. Was the problem with the the sequel trilogy? They tried too hard to make it seem like America now, in space. We don't want to see that shit. Star no, Wars is an escapist. Exactly. Fucking, that's why it's sci fi fantasy, man. Fantasy. That's why that slash goes between sci-fi and fantasy. They're somewhat one and the same when it comes to Star Wars especially. It's a fucking space opera. Nobody wants to see real life shit on there. We want to see fucking fun. We want to see babies turning giant fucking bull things upside down with the force. Because that shit's awesome. <laughs> and the yeah, that whole fucking... I, I haven't cried watching a show like that in a while. <laughs> Except the next late review. That one. That one. Yeah. We can give a hint. We can give a hint before we clip put this one to a close, yeah? It has to do with Kor's Banquet and Karate. Dude, what was their KKK? Oh, fuck <laughs> Oh, it was Cobra Kai, but spelled with a K. Cobra spelled with a K. Cobra Kai Karate.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) KKK? (laughs) Yeah.